As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you take the first step to be profitable and sustainable at the same time? That's what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This is the podcast for the sustainable business movement in the aqua farming and ocean ranching industries. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of entrepreneurs addressing the United Nations Global Goals, aka Sustainable Development Goals, number 14, to conserve and sustainably use the oceans and the seas. Listen in to fellow business aquaculturists in their journey in this new model of food production of making their business sustainable and help the ocean's ecology while also making a profit all at the same time. Get inspired to learn how even small to medium businesses can make an impact to save the seas, leave a legacy, and have a better quality of life. One of our goals is you take away a nugget of wisdom that will help your business move from the industrial revolution to business 5.0. Our vision is that of collaboration in the aquaculture industry. I'm Lourdes Gant, your host. As a business owner of an aquaculture company, how can you get started innovation to leverage your operations? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Welcome to the Business of Aquaculture podcast. This episode, we are delighted to have Dr. Rishita Shangide on the show, founder of Tiora. Welcome back to the show, Rishita. Thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, be here. Thank you so much for organizing it, Lutz. You're very welcome. You can also listen to the first interview I did with her from Season 2, Episode 11. So listen in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So I'm so happy that you're back again. So maybe you can tell us what's new with Tiora since the last time that we talked. Well, lots has happened since the last time we spoke. We have demonstrated. So basically, Theora, let me describe, like tell a bit about Theora. Theora is a biotechnology company that is developing disease management solutions for plants and animals. Aquaculture is our very first target market, simply because the losses in aquaculture are quite high and solutions are far and few. At Theora, what we are developing is orally delivered disease management solutions. So these can be preventive solutions. These can be curative solutions. These can be for viruses, bacteria, parasites. Uh, the first solutions that we have developed are for shrimp, for WSSV. And uh, we've seen quite a good increase in survival with this. And with that success, armed with that success, we are developing solutions for the next diseases in shrimp, which include um, IMNV and EHP, which is again a viral and a parasitic infection. Beyond that, we have recently won an award from the Tamasic Foundation to develop uh, viral disease solutions for CBAS, uh, particularly the scale drop disease. And with all this, like what we are aiming to do is try to solve the difficult problem of viral diseases so that subsequently the secondary infections caused by bacteria reduce by themselves. That's really amazing what you've done to the industry. So thank you. So I wanted to go back and maybe you can tell our audience what inspired you to develop this technology for fish farmers and how do you believe it will contribute to sustainable aquaculture practices? So what, well, as growing up, I grew up by the ocean. I have seen farmers suffer because of diseases. What that means is that when 
there is a disease usually the farm will get or a substantial portion of the farm will get wiped out recently the deputy prime minister of singapore said that the losses due to common fish diseases can be between 70 and 100% no industry accepts these huge losses i have seen first hand farmers suffer like if they i have seen that if they lose their crop two or three times especially the small medium sized farmers they are driven to poverty there really is very little ways to come out of it and the second is that there is use of harmful chemicals in the industry they are going directly into all our water sources into our food so this has to change like these harmful chemicals cause diseases in um, in like increased risk of diseases in humans so this has to change and the way to change that is really rethinking the solutions using the latest developments in biotechnology in human pharmaceuticals and trying to bring that to aquaculture i am so happy that you're a woman in leadership position in our industry because there's not a lot of women as you know um, especially innovators that is leading and paving the way for other women so i'm really grateful that your industry which leads me to my next question which you alluded to a while ago can you explain exactly how your technology works and specific ways it benefits fish farmers and the marine ecosystem yeah first let me start by thanking you as well you're bringing a huge change to the industry by bringing the voice to the industry by bringing the latest developments to the industry and thank you for being an advocate uh, for new technologies in this industry uh, so that brings us to our technology we have a platform technology called solac solac uh, comprises of three main pillars the first is a bioinformatic pillar which helps us to identify the best solution for disease management the second part is what we call a synthetic biology and precision fermentation which simply means that the solutions predicted by bioinformatics are produced in uh, grass compliant food grade microorganisms and third and the final most important piece uh, that we bring is oral delivery so we are able to make formulations such that these solutions that we have developed are able are easily able to be coded on the food on the feed and given as you know solutions for the animals through their feed so what this does is that for example the most common way of disease prevention let's say in the salmon industry is vaccination these vaccines are carried out by injection method where every single animal is removed from the water injected allowed to recover and then put back uh there is no way to provide a booster currently because uh, injections can only be done at a certain size of the fish injections are also expensive so they are not widely accepted it fao numbers say that currently less than 1% of the fish are vaccinated so this like if you think about covid right it would not be sustainable if only 1% of us were vaccinated so this has to change the only way to change this especially in like asia where large operations and large costs are uh, inhibitory constraint to farmers the only way to change it was to give these solutions in an oral format what we do beyond that is that we combine these preventive solutions with uh, therapeutic or curative solutions which directly attack and prevent for example the virus from growing so combined together we believe that it could bring the best value possible for the farmers 
it's so amazing really come to think of it it's almost like you created this whole solutions for fish farmers to help them basically economically and sustainably as well which leads me to my next question and again you explained this a little bit but maybe explain it to me as a five-year-old in terms of how does your technology promote responsible fish farming and minimize negative impacts on the surrounding marine environment yeah definitely so the way way it works is that to prevent any diseases we have to instruct our body that okay this is the disease causing uh uh, you know, this is the disease problem. The way that instructions come, proteins. So we are able to take these proteins from these harmful uh, microorganisms or pathogens that cause diseases and then put these proteins uh, in the animals in a natural and sustainable way. So the whole pathogen or whole bacteria is never used. The second is that because injection becomes hard, we do this using oral delivery routes. So what this does is it allows the farmer to reduce the risk of disease on a day-to-day -day basis uh, the, at a very, at a fraction of the cost. So this um, makes it extremely conducive for farmers to use these simple solutions. What that also does is reduce the use of other harmful chemicals that might be the only way out in certain circumstances, such as, you know, I mean, we all know the harmful chemicals that are sometimes used in the industry. So it's if we take the same analogy of COVID, like all of us got vaccines. So these are not may not be exactly vaccines, but vaccine-like solutions which instruct the body of the animals and tell them how to protect themselves. What do you normally say to people? Because sometimes I know these solutions can be constructed negatively. Like if you inject something, they will think it's an antibiotic. How, how do you address that? Yeah, so we, we have tests done. All our solutions are antibiotic free and we ensure that from day one. The second, we haven't really encountered people uh, being worried about the solutions because they're so worried about the problems where the only other solution sometimes is prayer and how much, how long can you rely on for prayer? So they're really willing to try anything new that is out there to at least test and see how well it works. That's a very good answer because coming from Singapore where your company is based and the whole Asian market, it's very different from the way that the North American obviously is doing business. That's why I asked that question. So what's next for you? How is the company doing? Are you still fundraising? I know you were at the aquaculture um, challenge last time. So give us update on the business side of things. Yeah, we well, uh, we've been very fortunate. We have raised funds to date uh, uh, over a million dollars, but we've also raised like um, more than a million dollars in grants and awards, which uh, which really does a few things, right? One is it validates that this is a problem. Second is it validates that people want to solve this problem, and third is that people are willing to put in resources to make the whole thing more sustainable. So with that, armed with that, we are, last time we were working on one solution, our platform is really ready. We invite everyone to use it. But now today we are uh, working on five different disease solutions in two different uh, species, like two different like shrimp and fish. And beyond this, um, 
Now, as I said, our platform is available for any of the problems that you might have. Like you are very welcome to come and discuss with us. What we do essentially is once you come with a problem, we do a technology feasibility analysis. What that means is that, you know, can a solution be developed? Uh, what is the price point that it will be developed at? Is that something that's conducive? How can we work? directly with the farmers with the farms to try and understand what is the easiest way to integrate these solutions in their existing practices and help and identify can we value add beyond just solving the disease like can we we're thinking of developing ways where we can have mass scale surveillance so that if a disease is present in the environment uh, can we warn the farmers early on uh, can we look at because the, some of the governments have a mandate to develop indigenous species. So can we look at genetic programs that are uh, that we can use given our uh, expertise in biotechnology to bring like, you know, these rapid changes that might help adapt the animals faster to the conditions. So some of these are future plans. The current plans are uh, disease management. We are doing five diseases in shrimp, in sea bass, and are now exploring uh, the catfish, pangasius, and uh, definitely the salmon markets. That's really great what you've done. It's almost like modern day magic, Rashita. And I will take your offer on it. I would definitely want your solutions um, do a feasibility on our farm with our shellfish. Because as you know, our Guiduck shellfish takes 10 years to grow. And so obviously the main concern is survival rate. So I'll have a separate discussion on that with you because I think it'd be good if we can do that study and see how we can improve, obviously, sustainable practices here in the farm that what we're doing. My biggest takeaway from our conversation is again the mission that you were talking about of why you did this and behind every business as you know the passion of the founder slash ceo slash president is always backed by how passionate they are with the mission when you were trying to solve the farmer's problems so thank you again for being in the industry how can our audience get in touch with you so thank you again for having us. Thank you again for accepting the new things that we are putting out there on the table. Thank you to the industry, a huge thank you for accepting these solutions, for uh, working with us and making that a reality and giving us feedback on that. Uh, you can reach us at our website, which is teoralife, T-E-O-R-A, life.com or rishita at teora, T-E-O-R-A, dot life. Uh, please reach out to us. We are also present on LinkedIn, on other social media, and we'll be very happy to address uh, your questions, your concerns, and try and see if we can help in solving any of the problems that you might have. Having said that, we hope that you never have a problem and you grow to flourish uh, and grow to have more and more sustainable practices into your farming so that it continues for a long time to come. Thank you very much again, Rashida. Thank you to everybody. And please remember to review the show and I'll see you next week. Thanks again, Rashida. I'm so happy that you're back. <laughs> thank you. It was an absolute pleasure to be back. And thank you for doing the wonderful podcast that you're doing. And yeah, all the best to you in your future endeavors. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are inspired from this episode. Do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway from this conversation has been. What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us. For links and show notes for this episode, 
visit our website, www.sustainableaquaculture.ca slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better business in aquaculture. <music>